This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. everybody and welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host as always, Shane Told, and as you can probably tell in my very, very raspy voice, I am battling a pretty severe cold. Uh, it sucks, man. I'm on tour. Uh, we're on uh, Silverstein. We're on tour with Memphis May Fire and the Devil Wears Prada, and man, like, it is just the worst when you get sick on tour, and you know, as you can tell... Uh, my voice sounding like this, it's very difficult to sing and, and hit the high notes. So I'm, I'm doing all the tricks that I've learned, you know, listening to other singers on this podcast tell me like, you know, I'm going to try the gummy bear tea today. That's something that Ashley Costello of New Year's Day told me about and Aaron from Under Oath does that as well. So I'm going to try a few tricks and uh, hopefully tonight in Nashville I, uh, I'll be able to get through it. Well, today we have a pretty big episode, pretty crazy episode. Um, I talked to my old friend Johnny Craig. I'm sure most people listening to this will know who he is. Uh, he was the original singer for Dance Gavin Dance. He was kicked out rather dramatically. He joined Amorosa for a while. He went back to Dance Gavin Dance. Then he started a band called Slaves, which he is currently doing. And he's had a lot of problems uh, with drugs, uh, with a lot of scandals, and uh, even some scams on the internet. And uh, I'm sure most people know it, so I won't get too far into it, but a quick Google, and you'll definitely be up to speed with Johnny Craig. And I listened back to this, and I don't really know what to make of the interview. I mean, we talk about a lot of things. We go a lot of different places, and I think people should just listen to this and take it for what it is and take what they want out of it. But I won't say any more, because I don't want to spoil it, because there is some fascinating stuff in this episode. I'm going to keep this intro short and rest my voice a little bit. But if you guys want to get in touch, it's really easy. We're on all the social media websites. We got a Twitter, at Lead Singer Sin. We got Instagram, at Lead Singer Syndrome. We got Snapchat, which is Real Shane Told. I know it's kind of a douchey handle, but Shane Told was taken. Uh, maybe we should get a Lead Singer Syndrome Snapchat. I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever use it, just because I'd be... You can't like really cycle between accounts on Snapchat. It's not easy like that. Anyways, if you want to email me, get in touch, whatever. If you just want to say hi... Absolutely, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. And 
If you buy things on Amazon, please use this Amazon referral link. It's what helps keep the lights on around here. So it's real simple. You buy anything on Amazon. Maybe you're going to buy a Halloween costume. Halloween's coming up. Some Halloween candy for the kids coming around. Whatever it is, they got everything on Amazon. They got some great Halloween costumes, believe me. So all you got to do is go to leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. Takes you right to the Amazon homepage. Log in. You won't even know what happened. It'll just be like, oh, I'm on Amazon. But we will know what happened because everything you buy, we get between 4 and 6%. And that does add up. So thank you very much. If you could use that link, I would really appreciate it. All right, here it is. My conversation with the one and only Johnny Craig. Yeah! Hello. Hey, man. Hey, buddy. It's been a minute. We haven't talked in a while. <laughs> yeah. A couple years, real, real talk, I guess you'd say, yeah. Hopefully it's not a little, not, not, not too loud out here. I'm on the street right now. Uh, I hear some people talking in the background, but, I mean, it'll work. It's okay. Okay. People uh, hear you. People don't mind. You know, this is, uh, yeah. this isn't some, like, TV studio interview this is like you know this is real life yeah so uh where are you right now i am in providence rhode island oh beautiful you guys uh so you're out with with slaves right now yes sir yep um slaves outlining color and avian rope so i know you were doing some stuff with dance gavin dance you were you were doing the the 10 year anniversary tour um, don't you guys have more dates coming up? Yeah, I do. Um, as soon as this tour is over, I believe I'm going to be, uh, moving and stuff. But after all that, we, um, I think it's like November. I want to say, don't quote me, but I think yep. it's like no- November, like 10th or 11th it starts, but it's, it's definitely for like all of November. Yeah. And that's, is that us or is that Europe? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Europe. Yeah. Um, Pretty much all of Europe and the UK. That's crazy, man. Yeah, no, that's um, that's such a wild thing. You know, I had um, I had Tillian and John on the show a few months back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you know, they were talking about that and and how that dynamic is. Like, so I asked Tillian. I, I just set, straight up asked him, like, is it weird for you being, you know, the singer of the band now and having like the old guy that like paved the way for you that you know started this whole thing, like being there and having people like is that weird for your ego and i kind of want to ask you the same question i mean for you coming in being like well this is my band but now it's not my band like yeah. how weird is that for you honestly it's it's not that weird at all um i don't know if you ever like knew the story or if they even told you anything how that band even came to be um they were in a different band and i was in a band from like seattle and you know in, you know long story short Will actually just came and picked me up one day from Seattle, and I ended up just starting to live in California with them. So, I mean, right off the get-go, you know, I was living with Will and his parents, and we just had a, you know, strong-ass connection. So even through all the bullshit and, um, you know, me being in and out of that band, we've always kind of maintained a friendship, whether it right. was just kind of low-key or 
whatever. So um, when Kurt joined the band, you know, at first I was just like, I don't really know how that's going to go, whatever. I was kind of uneasy about it. And then, you know, kind of just did what it did. And then when Tillian joined the band, I knew I knew from like the get go that it was going to be something good. Um, and everything they released to me has honestly extremely impressed me. Like I love posting about it. I just I, I wish the best for those dudes. And I think that guy is actually a really good fit, especially to replace me. Well, that's wow. That's yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, um, well, I wanted to ask you about slaves. Um, obviously, there was some controversy. Um, yeah. First of all, I, I want to keep this positive, man. I, I want to keep this positive yeah. and uplifting. I know you're working hard, um, you know, to get yourself in a better place. Yeah. So I, I don't want just, this to just, be just. No, I don't. I don't mind answering any questions. Oh yeah, you know I just saying? want. Like, I yeah. want you to know that this isn't about me trying to shit on you or anything. When I ask you um, yeah. anything about the, the the craziness that's been, you know the last like 10 years of your life. Um, but I got to ask you, you know, you know, you're still doing the slaves thing, obviously being ejected from warp tour in 2015 was a big deal. Um, the way that all went, all shook out. Um, so what's, what's now, who's in the band now? What changes have you guys made? And, and what are you trying to do here? You know, moving positively with, with this, with this project. Um, can you just say that last part again? Oh, I just said, I said, who's in the band now? I mean, I think you've had some changes and what are you trying to do? You know, moving this thing forward positively and, and, um, yeah, just, just kind of wondering what's going on with, uh, with slaves and, and if you're trying um, to, you know, change the reputation that the band might've, might've acquired. Of course we are. Uh, you know, it's, it's not really anything, um, you know, secret about the way that things kind of went down. You know, we had a lot of problems between the band, and I think between um, me relapsing again, and I think between um, Alex and just how difficult he was as a person to deal with, which isn't any secret either. I'm not, like, trying to put him on blast or anything. He's just, you know, we've had a ton of problems with venues and stuff like that. So I think the reputation that we gained just kind of sucked at the point where um, between both of those things, it just kind of crumbled from the inside. And, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't going to give up. I started the band, I named the band, I made the band. So whether they weren't going to be a part of it, I was always going to try and do something with it. Mm-hmm. But I just did it. I just didn't know if I was going to start like right off the bat. You know, I thought maybe I'd just give it some time. You know, wait, wait a while and then maybe do something else. But um, the bass player of the band, he's been my friend for a really long time, and he decided that he wanted to stay, and we just talked about it. And um, you know, he's always had my back. You know, especially through like all the drug stuff and everything. So. He was just like, if you're going to keep trying and actually try, he's like, I'll stick by your side. But if you're just going to waste my time, then just dip. So we just decided that, you know, we were going to try and put things together again. But we wanted to do it. <clears throat> we wanted to do it the right way. You know, we kind of, I feel like we didn't really rush into things with slaves, but I just think everything got, I don't know, it, it just turned so dark so fast for everyone. And everyone was just miserable. And, you know, through the first, the first album was great. There wasn't really, you know, solid, super solid members. It was just kind of me and Alex. And then, um, you know, the second album came along and we just started having tons of problems and members started changing and it just, it just wasn't fun for anyone. And I think that, uh, like it just kind of blew up and now it's just me and Colin. We, um, we literally just got done recording with Eric Ron, our our first single that we're going to try and drop really soon. Um, and we're going to go back there and record a whole album with him. And I think that we're just going to try and take this band in a completely different direction. The music isn't like 
crazy different. If you were to listen to him, you would, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll still know it's us. But I think this direction is is where we should have gone from the beginning. And I think that just having people, you know, that that are easy to deal with, it's making it a lot easier right. to to move forward right now. Right. Well, I mean, you talk a little bit about you know relapsing, um, and you, then you talk a lot about Alex. Um, how much did did his role play into that? And like, obviously, you had you were pretty fragile. Um, at times and it seemed like you know I remember the Warp Tour you know town meeting town hall meeting we had and everything like it seemed like he didn't think you had a problem Um, and I think you know you have a problem yeah yeah and and I just wonder how that all factored in and how much of that you blame on him well you know what the sad thing is like I don't I don't really blame anyone you know I can't blame anyone Um, I'm my own person my own human being and I have to take responsibility for my actions man um, to say that, you know, him and they, or, you know, were they helping, you know, at the, at the time, probably not, you know? Um, uh, but, uh, like I said, I, I'm not going to sit here and try and put blame on someone for, for something that, you know, I ultimately did. What really sucked, um, you know, through the whole like town meeting stuff was, uh, you know, I know, and I know you were there obviously, and it, things were just kind of weird. I just feel personally that I just kind of got railroaded for something that, wasn't even an issue at the time. Um, at that moment, which really sucked is I was actually clean from using drugs. But the problem was, I guess, Kevin, I guess I, we made a, uh, what's, I guess it's called an agreement or something saying that we would be sober for the whole tour, I guess. Um, so when we were drinking, um, I guess that just put everything, you know, on the line and all that stuff kind of went down. And then once that was over, I just went, downhill again like I just I was like okay well you know I it just kind of felt like I put myself in a situation where I, I knew I was going to be there so I kind of set myself up for it does that make sense um I, I don't really follow I mean you, you uh I mean you were you were supposed like to I, be sober and you were drinking I guess like and you yeah. got too drunk and there was an incident I mean right yeah yeah yeah. well I mean well that, that's another weird thing is like I'm apparently I sexually harassed someone and we talked all about that or whatever but I mean, I'm not, and I'm not going to say I did it, didn't do anything wrong. Was the girl probably uncomfortable? Yeah, um, you know, and I just all that kind of just sucks, man. Like I don't want to, I don't wanna, like shed too much light on it. I guess if you don't want to talk about it, but I just, I don't really know what there is to talk about it with that situation. But um, yeah, you know, I, just, after, I mean, I, I mean, you sit there I, like, like from your perspective, Johnny, like you're sitting there yeah. in front of your peers, and basically it's yeah. like you know you're getting voted off the island, you know, um, mm-hmm. and like. I just kind of wonder, was that a wake-up call for you? I mean, you know, like, obviously, a lot of people were like, look, he should stay because he can be sober here and we can help him through it. You know, some yeah. of your friends were, were saying that. And then other people were like, Warp Tour is not the place to get sober. Like, you need to go, you know. Um, but then also you say, well, I wasn't doing drugs. I was just drinking. So I don't know where that fits in with you as an addict. Um, like, yeah. are you sober right now? Yeah. You're completely, you're not drinking or anything? No, no, nothing. Um, I haven't drank for the last month. I actually stopped drinking. I was still drinking, but I haven't actually done drugs. This is, this is the timeline if you're, if you yeah. want me to go through it all. Sure. Um, we, we went from Warp Tour. Like I said, we were drinking. I got, you know, Kevin was saying, hey, you know, whether you're doing drugs or not, drinking was also a part of it. You guys aren't supposed to be drinking. Your band is enabling you, you know, all yeah. you were there. So you, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so from there, 
pretty much um what was that what do you want to say Warped Tour was what June June August yeah June August of 2015 okay um so pretty much I didn't I I don't think let me let me think in my head I didn't go on tour again until was it I think March March or April for that for the the last slaves tour right was it I I, I want to say I think that was um with dance Gavin dance right I Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, my that head would have right been now. with Dance Gavin Dance. That would have been uh, before that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all that time in between, um, I was just sitting around and I, and I just I fell right back into it, man. Um, sure. You know, and I, and I went down really hard again. And so we, you know, here we are in March now, getting ready to go on this tour with Dance Gavin Dance, and uh, it's just a mess. You know, I'm I'm a mess. Physically, I'm a mess. Mentally, I um, definitely should not be on tour whatsoever. Um, and I'm not blaming anyone or blaming anything, not Warped Tour or anyone who's at that meeting or anything like that. Um, like you said, you know, was that a wake-up call? I think it just, it really just hit me to the point where I stopped caring for a moment, you know? Yeah. I just, I was like, hey, you know what? This was my life. And I think that it's, it, you know, it's over at some point. So I get, you know, real depressed, whatever. Um, you know, I start just kind of going inwards and just st- sticking in my head, which you should never do. Um, and things get weird. And like I said, March comes along. We go on this tour. I'm a complete mess. You know, I'm, I'm do whatever, using, drinking every day. And, um, yeah, just the, the pretty much that was the end of Slaves right there. Uh, you know, all, all that stuff kind of blew up where, you know, they made a post saying Slaves has released a statement saying, you know, we were broken up. Everything is gone. Um, and then... You know, like I, like I said, Colin is still with me. He, you know, we sat down and we we did a, a solo tour right after that. Um, and that's when I made that statement, you know, letting everyone know, hey, you know what, I've relapsed. I, you know, there's, I don't, I just felt like I didn't really want to hide anything anymore, if that makes sense. Like, sure, of course. I, I know there was, I know there were some people that never had any, any doubt that I was still, you know, getting fucked up and stuff. But I just wanted to make it clear to the people that hit me up every day being like, oh, dude, you know, you're an inspiration. Thank you so much for, you know, staying clean. I have this much time cleaning. That just made me feel guilty all the time, you know? And sure. I, surprisingly, I get I get a lot of those messages all the time. So it's like really looking at those, especially when I was like messed up, that really kind of just fucked with my head a lot, man. Um, so I did the solo tour with Colin and we did it. Um, we did it drug free. Um, I know he, I, you know, I think he obviously he's an adult and stuff, so he can drink or whatever. Um, that's, but see, that's I, I don't know, man. Like you you have a very fucking like pro- you have a big problem. Like yeah. I mean, is I'm it not, really I'm that not, hard I'm for I'm not saying drinking with me. I was just saying he, you know, yeah. he's an adult. He can yeah, obviously I, I guess he's so, out man. with his friends. Okay. He can do what he wants. I guess if he wasn't drinking in front of you or whatever, then that's different. Yeah. But yeah, you know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, no I just want to make that clear. Yeah, if yeah. That's what you're about to jump into. Yeah, because I know that was also a problem when we had you know the meeting. Whatever, everyone, the band was just kind of like nonchalant about it. They were just like, hey, you know. Like, you know, what did we do? It wasn't our fault. It's, and, I, you know, I see it from both sides, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe some people that haven't been addicted to drugs or have had addiction, they don't understand it um, yeah. the same way. Maybe it's difficult for some people. I mean, you know, my mom. I mean, it's, a, it's a very hard thing to, to understand. Yeah, I mean, man. my mom <laughs> is an alcoholic. Um, I've struggled with addiction myself. And um, so I get it. And I get how things can set it off like you know like you said being bored um you know sitting around um yeah those things can, can do it so I, I totally understand where you're at but um i mean you're sober now you're doing well the band is back um do you 
now that you've had like a month where you haven't even been drinking or anything, does that time give you some reflection about some of the things that you've done? And, and like, is it hard to wake up in the morning sometimes and just be like, I was so fucked up and I like, you must feel some guilt. Yeah. I mean, I mean, any addict feels guilt, man. Um, you know, a lot of the things I did. Okay. Johnny, I'm not asking about any addict. I'm asking about you, you know? That's fine. Yeah, you know, I know yeah. what you're saying. Sure. Do I feel guilty? I'm telling you, you know, any anyone feels guilty. That that is an addict, obviously, because no matter what you're doing, you're hurting someone, whether it's yourself or every single person around you, Shane. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not it's not something that is just gonna go away. Um but do I wake up every morning and feel sorry for myself? No. I don't. I wake up every morning and I'm happy that I'm alive. I wake up every morning and I'm glad. That I'm not doing drugs anymore. I wake up every single day, and I'm happy for the people that are around me. And those are the things I focus on, man. Sure. Not, not what did I do in my past. Right. You know, who did I hurt? You know what? That's gonna come when I when I have to face those people and face those things. And right now, I just need to focus on myself and keep myself in in a good mindset and and know that those people are gonna be there. And when I come back, they're gonna either take my apologies sincerely, yeah, or they're gonna say, hey, you know what? We understand, but we don't want anything to do with you. And um, and when that time comes, I'll be ready to face it, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, dude. Well, that's that's good. And and like I said, I want this to be positive and uplifting. This conversation, because yeah. uh, you know, I've known you. <laughs> we should talk about that. I've known you a long time. I mean, I've met you on one of the first kind of you know bigger dance Gavin dance tours back in two thousand seven. Um, we you know we'll be break. You're breaking up. Oh, I'm breaking up. You got me now, Shane. Shane, you got me. Yeah, yeah, I got you now. Okay, sorry. I I don't know. I'm sitting in one spot, so probably <laughs> not me. It was, but it's kind of made like, <laughs> made like a weird robot sound, and you oh, kind of okay. like cut out for a second. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying. You know, I've known you for a long time, and you know, we took you guys out on you know one of the first you know bigger dance Gavin dance you know tours, yep. and that coincidentally was the tour that uh, you got kicked out of the band. And mm-hmm. um, do you remember before that show? It was in New Jersey um, at the yeah, Saints and Sinners. Saints and Sinners. Yeah. Do you remember what happened right before the set? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was upstairs. I don't know if you. I mean, obviously you've been there. It, you, All the merch was in you know that big the big circle area. <laughs> yeah, like an arena uh, concourse kind of. Yeah, yeah. So all the all the merch is like upstairs along like the parts where, you know. And then this big ass, you know, balcony and then all the stairs all the way down to the stage. And I just remember like being up there and fucking around. At, uh, I don't, well, I don't know whose merch table we were at. Where were we at? Your merch table? Yeah, we were at my merch table. Yeah. Okay. And then I just remember like hearing the intro for our song and just dipping as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the look on your face, dude. When when dude, I think I, it was I was with you and uh, Josh, and Josh was like. Dude, is that your intro? And we just, like stopped talking for a second, and we heard it, and your face just dropped, and we were like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" I don't think I've ever ran that fast in my life. Though. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how many. I would say like probably over a hundred stairs. I would just fucking vault, vaulting down them to get to it. And uh, I made it to like the end of the intro, but yeah, my, but my mic wasn't. It wasn't even on, I guess, because obviously the guy just saw one vocalist, so it didn't even matter at that point. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, that was obviously as much as that sucks. It was pretty funny, but at the same time, it you know it, it that was pretty shitty. But yeah, well, that was 
I'd say the beginning, the end. That was the end of the beginning, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so after that, you know, you moved on to Amorosa. Um, yep. And I mean, that's been kind of a volatile situation with you. And um, you know, I've, I I follow you on Twitter. Yeah, so yeah. I know you're kind of pissed at them. Um, uh, you know, what, what's honestly, that? Like, what's that whole story about? Yeah, um, there's really not like too much of a story. Like, uh, you know, honestly, my straight opinion. Um, this is what happened with me. You know, they I was in the band, everything was cool. They just they were like, hey, you know what? You know, you got a problem. We want you to go get some help. And I'm like, all right. If you guys are like dead serious about it, you know, I'll go, I'll go do what I need to do, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're on tour. I I want to say like I can't. It was actually at the place um, where we we did our our first show with you on that tour. I, I think, or maybe it wasn't. But you know that place in New York. It's like has a really really tall stage. And has like a loading dock. Oh, up the, uh, the chance. Yes, yeah. Kipsy chance did. Yep, yep. yep, yep. Um, so, so we well, we had a day off in Boston before that, and they all sat me down and talked to me, and they're like, you know, we're your friends. We, you know, we care about you. We really want you to get help. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that. You know, you guys. You know, you mean a lot to me. Whatever. You you were sincere about everything you said. If this is what you really feel, I'll go do it. So, they. I was just like, just let me play one more show, and they're like. You know, deal, cool. So we played the show at the Chance. Um, they ended up, you know, we loaded up. They ended up, they gave me three hundred dollars, um, and they dropped me off at a hotel. You know, for me to get like a cab to the airport and stuff in the morning. And uh, that was pretty much the last time I ever saw any of them. After I got out of rehab, I went back to Sacramento because I was going to be starting a tour with Dance because I I was actually in both bands at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I went back to uh, Sacramento and I was staying, um, you know, with management and stuff. And I get a call from ER and he just says, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm sitting here with the band right now. And uh, I just want to let you know that we're going to let you go. Is that, and I remember it to this day because it just cracks me up every time I think about it. And he just said, is that OK? <laughs> and I and in my head, I'm just like, how do you like kick someone out of a band but then just be like is that cool though are you cool with that <laughs> like I didn't really know what to say to that um, and it and the, the only really beef I had with them is the fact that you know they sat there and they claimed to be my friends they claimed to really care about me and then in the end they really just took the easy way out and just opted to get rid of me um, and once I was gone you know that's that's kind of what they were, were going off of and I've heard lots of stories that it was you know management being like you need to do this you need to cut ties with them you know I don't, I'm not going to get into that because I don't really know the whole story. I'm not going to cause sure, rumors. Sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's just kind of why I still have beef, man. Uh, you know, I, I cared about those dudes and they claimed to care about me and they kind of just left me high and dry when uh, I needed them the most. And that's, and that's honesty, you know? Yeah, no, I, I get it. I just, yeah, I just see you kind of throwing Bradley under the bus a lot, um, on Twitter. So I had to ask you about that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like the guy. Um, you know, as an adult, I guess I, I, I get that, you know? I get to not like people, right? I mean, I'm sure you don't like someone. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, you can actually, you're absolutely entitled to that opinion and, you yeah. know, free, you can say whatever you want. This this podcast is open forum. Um, yeah, I'm not like talking to shit being like, oh, I hate him because he's a bad singer. He does a horrible job on stage. You know, I just, I just don't like the guy. I can say that. You can say that. Do you have any reason other <laughs> than just not liking the guy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there. 
if it, if you don't mind, I'd rather just keep them to myself and personal. It just has to do with a lot of situations that I, you know, I just don't think need to be aired, and I'm yeah. sure he wouldn't want them to be aired as well. Um, you know, just sure. dumb stuff, childish shit. Um, you know, girls stuff like that. So it's just we'll just leave it at that, man. It's always um, girls, isn't it? I know. I tell you, I man. Like, like I'm not like, gonna I'm not gonna go into it, but because it's this is real talk on this on this shit. I would say yeah. that that. Of all the people that I don't like, or all the people that don't like me, probably has to do with something to do with uh, a girl or something. There, there was I won't I won't say who it is, but there was a guy who hated me for years and years and years because he thought I slept with his girlfriend and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, and he thought this for years. Never, never said anything to me about it. Yeah, uh, and then one day. I don't know, made some, some snarky reply on Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought we were friends. What are you talking about? And we hashed it out. And I was like, dude, I, this is not, this isn't real. And yeah. he's like, oh man, I've thought this for years. And now we're like, cool. So it's funny how sometimes those people, you know, that you, that this, you hate yeah. so much. Now they're like, they become like people. I see them around. I'm like, dude, like, like yeah. I love the guy, but it's amazing how, how those those kind of rumors and stuff can can be so toxic in this in this industry. Yeah, it's so weird. Like I and I, it sucks. Is like I have that situation with like mo, like more than one person in the scene too. It's like mm-hmm. it sucks. It's, it's always it's always girls, dude. It's always women and shit that just, <laughs> they get us into trouble, man. Wow. I actually, uh, I had that with um, Wade from Alexis on Fire, and he actually like came up to me and was like, "Hey, man, man I just want to let you know." Like I, I don't know what you heard or what she said, but I, you know, I'm. We've never had sex. Yada yada yada. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool, man. <laughs> Wade, Wade McNeil. That's really. Yeah, yeah. And he came up to you. Yeah, he came up to me. That's I cool. Said, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was Soundwave. I, I want to say it was Soundwave. It was either Soundwave or like Slam Dunk. Yeah. One of the one of those festivals over there, and he just came came up to me and was just like, hey man, I heard you know you you think I did this this or something. I was like, nah, man. <laughs> We're good. We're good to go. That's cool that Wade Wade came up to you, and and I think that is a good way to you know to squash the beef. No, he but was super super respectful about it. We man. won't get into the Bradley Bradley thing. We'll just uh, yeah. you could just keep yeah. retweeting stuff. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, he does the same shit too. I mean, it's not like I'm the only right. one out here throwing shade. So yeah, but, uh, I mean, he know he knows what it is, and I know exactly why. I don't like him, and so we'll just keep it at that, man. I will say though. And I will, I will give give it to him. He did come up to me and try and you know squash it and and try and be respectful and stuff. And I, I just I still act like a child. I just didn't want to deal with it. So <laughs> I will give I will I will give him that though. I will. All right, all right. Well, he did he did the adult thing about it, but I I still don't have to like him, and that's just how it is, man. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, well. I- <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I want to ask you, this is not not related to this, this isn't an intentional yeah. segue, but, you know, obviously when you came out with Dance Gavin Dance and, you know, you have a very distinctive voice, um, a lot of bands have, I don't want to say ripped you off, 
Um, but a lot of people have tried to sing like you. Um, you know, there's there's people like Tyler Carter, who is a friend of mine. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously without you, I don't think he sings like that. You know, and, and um, a lot of other people. Now, is that like, is it hard for you when you're like getting ousted from Warp Tour and you go back and you're alone and you're bored and all these other people like are kind of, you know, getting rich off your sound? Does that does that bother you? Does that piss you off? Uh, I mean, not. That doesn't really like make me mad or like. Or is there upset some kind of like, jealousy or or like? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say like I'm not gonna say like jealousy, but you know, there's definitely always that thought in the back of your mind where you're like, hey, you know what? Like this was something that like I I, I don't want to say started. Obviously, there's been plenty of singers that you know have brought you know kind of soul and stuff like that into you know more of like harder music and stuff. But um, what I will say is that it is it's cool to sit back and see people like that, you know, and that, um, you have relationships with, you know, get what they deserve, especially cause you know, when I met Tyler for the first time, I went and sang on his CD when he was in what was me. And, you know, we became friends for a long time. We're, we don't really talk much anymore, but, um, just to see him doing what he's doing is really cool in the fact that, you know, I kind of helped him or I don't want to say like help, but you know, he, he kind of just brought a style that like I was doing and he actually, he's actually doing something like really big with it. I think that's really cool, man. Yeah. I'm not like jealous, jealous of it. I'm what do I want to say? I wish that was me. Oh, of course. But at the same time, I'm just happy that it's someone that I respect doing it, you know? Right. Sure. Totally. Man. Um, but there's always, there's always, there's always that little feeling, you know, where you're like, Oh man, I wish, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Of course I know what you're talking about. Always. I mean, Always, dude, and then it's we live in a we live in a very jealous jealous world and jealous industry, and I think that's a big big part of it. You know, bands yeah. are always like, oh well, you know, why didn't we get that tour, or or you know, how come they get their get their play song played on on you know MTV or you know whatever? It always is, and it will always be that way. So I just wanted to ask, you know, for you that that did. I mean, I'm going to give you credit for pioneering that sound. I mean. Maybe people have done it, but not quite like you guys did, you know? Yeah. Uh, so well, I, I appreciate that, man. I, I don't know how accurate and like true that is, but I mean, if that is the case, that's that's 100% awesome, man. I, and, I, and I think that's cool that you're saying that. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, um, so I kind of want to talk a little bit. I want to go back and, and talk about your early life a little bit because I haven't read too much about it. I mean, I know you're, you're Canadian. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Uh, is interesting. Like, are you are you an American citizen too? I'm dual citizenship. You are um, dual citizen, yeah. But I grew up in Canada, pretty much my you know all my I would say life because you know growing up as a kid and stuff. That's pretty much where it counts when you say where you're from. Um, but yeah, my dad is American and my mom was Canadian. And uh, so you grew up in like BC, Vancouver area. Um. Outside of Vancouver, it's called Abbotsford. It's like 30, 40 minutes outside of Vancouver. I'm familiar with it. We've actually played a show there before. Oh, really? Yes, we have. I wish I wish I could play a show there. I've never played one. I wanted to. So, yeah, so how did you get into music? How did you get into singing? How did you get into punk rock? How'd that all happen for you? Um, You know, I left my house when I was like 15. I left like both, both my parents. Um, you know, I didn't really get along with either of them. And I just decided to, you know, do my own thing. And I went from Canada. I went up to, um, 
a place called Tacoma, which is like right outside of Seattle. It's in Washington. And uh, I was living with a friend, pretty much doing nothing for a while, like a couple years. And you're, so you're and 15 then, years old. Yeah, yeah. So you just dropped um, out of high school and... Well, I was bouncing back and forth actually from high schools, um, from Canada. And then in the States, I was going to high school as well, but I was staying at my dad's. And I just decided, um, I don't know, man, I, school was never my thing. I don't know how, you know, weird that is to say, but I just, I never really felt comfortable there. So I dropped out um, and, you know, a couple years passed and I ended up, you know, dating this girl and staying with her and her parents. And I started going to uh, college, taking like um, vocation classes. So like half the class, I would take like audio technology. And then the other half, I would take, you know, the high school courses or whatever at the college. And um, in my audio technology class, <laughs> I was sitting next to this dude and pretty much me and him would just sleep the entire course. Like, I don't know why, but we, we it was weird to say, but we, we would sleep from beginning, start to finish. And, uh, you know, one day we just started talking and he played music and um, he was like, yeah, I, I have a band. And I literally tried out that day. And I think I sang, um, what was the song? Newfound Glory. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember the summer place. I sang that song uh, for them. Okay. And uh, and they were just like, yeah, you're, you're in the band immediately. And I ended up just actually moving in with that guy. And that was my first band. And uh, yeah, that kind of just started the whole thing. That's crazy. So like, you, you know, obviously like being 15, just leaving home, you know, doing whatever, that's like pretty crazy. Were, were you were you taking drugs like that early in your life already? <laughs> No, um, I actually, I mean, I was smoking weed if you want to, I don't know if you want to I mean, call that a drug. I think it counts. <laughs> I think yeah. you can go to jail yeah, yeah. for it, so we'll call it a drug, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean, well, everyone smokes weed in Canada, so. <laughs> well, not everybody, but it is pretty, pretty common, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I mean, I was smoking weed. That was the, actually the only drug I was doing at the time, yeah. I didn't actually start doing drugs until my, like, early, early 20s, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so, anyway, yeah, so, well, yeah, so then, then you just, so, anyways, so you were, you're playing in, in a band with this guy, living with him. Um, mm-hmm. No parents, no rules. Um, oh, actually, I, I mean, I lived with him and his, and his mom. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, there were, there were, there were, there was parents present, but I mean, yeah, from like 15 to about 17, I just kind of lived, lived on my own with, with a friend. Um, so, but yeah. It's crazy. Do you, do you blame, um, you know, the lack of your home structure and stuff for, for kind of falling into that path that's like, you know, been so destructive for you? A lot of people have asked me that question and as much as I want to say yes, I just got to say no. Um, the... The structure was there, man. You know, my parents, the reason I left is because I just didn't want to follow rules. I didn't want to do what they said. And, um, you know, they just got so fed up with everything that was going on and just how, you know, how much I was just acting out where they were just like, you know what, you need to start following these rules or you, you're, we're going to have to ask, you know, you got to go. Like, we, we just can't take anymore. So, yeah, as much as I want to say yes, man, I got to say no. Um, my mom always tried to put me on the right path, and my dad was extremely strict, man. He's in the Army and stuff, so right. he was always super, super strict. But, yeah, the, the structure was there, dude. I just failed to uh, to grasp onto it. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I guess that it is a 
it is kind of an obvious question to ask, I guess, because that, you know, that's what you hear about. You know, a troubled teenager turns to drugs. It's like a cliche thing. Yeah, I know. A lot of people ask me that. And, and um, you know, neither neither my parents um, have ever done drugs. Uh, my dad drinks. My mom my mom didn't even drink till she was uh, 39 years old. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that was, that was the first time she's ever drank ever. She never, she never smoked a cigarette, nothing. Um, none of my parents are, really have any... Uh, any background in uh, drug or alcohol right. abuse or, yeah. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Um, I have a, I have two sisters, one half sister and one uh, full sister. Did you have a relationship with them uh, as a kid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my younger sister is only a year younger than me, and uh, we pretty much look like twins. So we we just grew <laughs> up su- super close until I took off. Uh, we're we're still close to this day. Um, yeah. So I, I guess like, you know, this is the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast. So we do talk about yeah. singing and, you know, I know you've never taken any vocal lessons or whatever. Like before that first tryout you had with your friend that you slept in class with, yeah. um, that sounds bad. Slept with in class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, good, did you, did you ever sing or did you just like, kind of just sing in the shower and then you just sang a newfound glory song and was like, holy shit, I just can do this. Yeah. Or, or uh, how, how did it happen for you? I would just listen to songs on the radio, dude, and, and uh, that's literally how I just kind of taught myself to sing. I would just imitate, you know, any of the songs that I liked and just, um, you know, I would listen to, obviously, like, you know, the Newfound Glory CD and stuff like that and just sing to it. And uh, when I was, like, younger and stuff, I would just sing around. People I was around, and, like, one day I was just singing around um, a bunch of girls from, like, my neighborhood, and they just kind of freaked out. And I think that's just kind of where I realized, like, hey, I think I can actually do this um i thought you were like I, I, I think i can actually get girls yeah <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I, <laughs> yeah i think i might actually be able to do something you know and then uh, it kind of just turned into you know it got bigger and bigger and bigger and so you know here i am um you know i would i would love to take like actual lessons and stuff like that um but I just at this point it's just like been doing it for so long i just feel like hey you know what am what 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 am I gonna do differently? If that makes sense. Well, you, I think you've found your your sound. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just it is just like you know. And it's all it's all from listening to like other singers, like you know Anthony Green and stuff like that. That kind of helped me put that little you know each little mark on my voice that I have. Right. Well, no, you're a great singer. I mean, there's no question. Um, I wish there was more to say. Like, um, I mean, I, I you don't even warm up, do you? Uh, I mean, not, not like not all the time, but it's weird. It's like if you know me and you you know tour with me and be around me, I'm literally singing all day long. So it's not that I just boom just step on stage and right, just sing. Right, right, right. I'm literally singing throughout the day all the time, like here and there. So I think I'm kind of just warm up like all day long, but. I don't sit there and do like intentional like oh yeah yeah my my uh, warm ups consist typically of me just making sure my voice isn't fucked up that day so I do a couple scales like oh how can I get up for that note today because I'm I'm not much of a warm warm up guy either but you know a lot of people you've seen them on tour they do like these like very long regiments you know like like Vic from Pierce the Veil he's a great singer Vic 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 oh yeah exactly. and he, yeah, he does. sings. He like, spends like an hour doing it. Yeah, he does. I mean, at least, you know. Yeah. So it works for some people, and other people, it's it's different. And you know, that's what this podcast is all about. How we yeah. all do the same job, but we approach it very differently. Yeah. 
I am. Um, you know, if I wake up and my voice is kind of feeling a little weird, um, you know, obviously tea. I'm sure anyone, everyone says, you know, hot tea is always the go-to. But honestly, if 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 I wake up and I feel weird about my throat or something, I, I always have like cough drops on hand, man. It's weird, but they help you, yeah. I've always, yeah, I've always used them to just kind of like soothe my throat a lot. And I don't know if it, if it does damage or helps more, but um, I know that when my shit's feeling rough, it's cough drops and tea, man. And it used to be like hot hot tea and then like you know whiskey, lemon, and honey. But now we got to cut the whiskey out. <laughs> well, you know, back to that, like all the partying that you've done, you know, over the last ten years or longer, like has that a- taken a toll on your voice at all? Do you think, or like obviously there must be days where you're hungover and it's harder, but for the most part, yeah, does it hold I- up okay? I honestly, I think I don't think I've ever really had like, you know, super problems with it. I think you know a lot of people are like, you know, you sound kind of different from the first Dance Gavin Dance CD to the last Slaves album. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I was like, you know, 19, 20 when I recorded sure, that. I'm of course. 30 years old now. You know, of course I'm gonna sound a little different. They're like, oh, well, you know, you don't sing as high anymore. And uh, you know, I think it's just it. It's just me growing up. It's not like I don't think it's like intentionally damaging my throat i don't think anything that i've done has damaged it and i you know praise god or allah or whoever you know you believe in that it's it's not it's not messed up i really do (laughs) i have mad mad respect for who's ever looking out for me okay well yeah it's uh geez yeah that's amazing man some you know some people they just got it i guess um all right uh so jumping forward um I mean, all these drugs and stuff you've done, I and mean, we, we t- keep talking about it, but the reason I ask you this is because, like, they've cost you your life. They've cost you your career. They've probably dissolved a lot of the relationships in your life, and that's why you're sober now. Um, like, h- how is that? I guess I want to ask you, like, I guess my real question, sorry. Let, let me, I know this is a mess. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to edit this. Fuck it. Um, I guess, like, what I'm trying to ask you is, like, you know, you're 30 now. You've been doing this for a few years. You've had drug problems off and on. You know, we're both doing the same thing, which is we're professional musicians. We have to make money to live. But when your life is a drug addiction, how much of it is like, I need to go on tour to make money to live to get loaded? You know what I mean? Like, I need to do this record so I can get paid, so I can go home and I can get drugs. Like, yeah. And how much does that compromise, like, what you did or what you do as a musician? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, Jane. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't ever really actually think about it at this point because, you know, that's not what I'm, you know, focusing right now. No. I guess back, you know, obviously when I was getting fucked up, you know, there was points and times where I'm like, hey, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that. In my mind, and I don't, and I'm not just saying this because I, you know, want to make myself look better or whatever, but I, I never really ever, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it ever compromised what, what I did or, or the love that I had for music. Um, and I think there was a point, you know, one of the first times I got clean where I realized, Hey, you know, I'm starting to choose this or I'm starting to, I'm, I'm starting to want to do this more than I want to sing or play music. And I think that scared me at first. I think that one of the first times I actually got clean, I think that was one of the thoughts that ran through my head. Um, but is it, you know, even be being fucked, that you'd, be, you'd rather be fucked up than, than play exactly, music. exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, I, and that kind of scared me. And I think that was one of the first times I got clean, like got myself sober was because of that. Um, and I, and I, I believe that it was when I went into Emerosa 
because when I went from, you know, New Jersey, you know, with you guys and yep. just being whatever, thinking I can do whatever, whenever I want all the time. Um, I went to Kentucky and I didn't know anyone and I just kind of felt like, oh shit, you know, is, is my career over? Is, is this it? Like, did I choose drugs, you know, over what I loved? Um, and I ended up actually do, not doing anything uh, for like a year. I don't, I barely even drank when I, that first year that I moved to Kentucky. Um, and just because, you know, that thought just was in my head, like, oh shit, did I fucking, <laughs> you know, did I screw everything up? And then of course everything kind of got back on track and then, right. you know, goes back into it where you're like, Hey, you know, shit. But, um, throughout the whole, the whole drug use and everything, man, um, I feel like I've always, I've always accomplished what I, what I wanted to. Could I have, you know, done things better, done things more responsibly, um, you know, put more effort into things, of course. But I think the love for what I what I do, man, and 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 how much I actually love being out here, I think it's never really wavered. Right. Um, but obviously, one thing that has suffered is your is your reputation. Um, of course, you know, and a, like there's a lot of people angry. Like I I put on Facebook real quick, just on my personal Facebook, because obviously, like a lot of people um, that I'm friends with are people in the music industry that know you. Um, yeah. And if they don't know you, they know of you. Right. I mean, you have oh, you yeah. have a reputation. So, you know, like the MacBook thing obviously was probably yeah. the lowest of the low for you. Um, yeah. You know, uh, doing that to fans. It's it's you know, it's it's pretty disgusting. I'm sure you would agree with me. Um, and those are the things that you have to now uh, live with and move on from. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of just wondering, you know, how you uh, how do you handle that? And, you know, I know you said, you know, when you see these people, you'll apologize to them. But, I mean, are there people like there's people listening to this show right now, I'm sure, in the music industry and stuff that you maybe have wronged or maybe you still Mm -hmm. owe money to or whatever. Is there anything you want to say to those people? Um, You know, like I know you're sober now and it's it's coming from a place of, you know, a clear Johnny Johnny Craig head. Um, Yeah. So it's a good opportunity. I don't know if if you want to relish that opportunity or if, um, you know, if you just want to. man. Good man. Uh, like I said, I, don't, I have no problem talking about anything. Nothing, nothing bugs me. You know, especially stuff like the MacBook stuff. And you know, that being, excuse me, that being like five years ago, um, you know, that was that was rough. Like I said, that was probably you know at the height of everything. And yeah. um, you know, that was that was something that you know a lot of people just decided, hey, you know what, this dude you know, has just done, you know, the ultimate, ultimate, and I don't think he's going to be able to come back from that. Right. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I paid all those people back, um, Rise and Artery paid those people back, and then I spent, you know, the next two, three years of my life paying them all the money that, you know, that they helped bail me out with. Um, sure. And it, I don't think it even matters, you know, it, it wouldn't have mattered if I had paid all the people back or not paid the people back, you know, there's always going to be someone out there, man. Um, that's going to bring it up. That's going to make a joke about it. Um, you know, it's, it's always going to be, it's going to be relevant and, uh, it doesn't bug me whatsoever because I don't think like, I don't want to say, Oh, I wouldn't, if I couldn't change a thing, I, I wouldn't change it. You know, obviously I wouldn't do that. But at the same time, I don't think that I would have, uh, ever had a chance at all to even be here doing this podcast if I hadn't have, you know, fucked up so bad, um, if I hadn't have had like a reality check like that, like if I had just kept going and going and going, I probably wouldn't be alive, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I think that 
that that at least that situation you know like was was you know an eye opener and stuff like that and um you know you talk about people in the industry especially you know bands and if they don't if they don't know me they've heard about me and uh, you know there's tons of bands that you know that like our peers and stuff that are in our scene never met me never spoken a word to me and all they do is have bad shit you know negative shit to say about me because all they see is just you know all they see is what i've done my reputation like you said i have a horrible reputation yeah um and that's what i think uh is good about what we're doing me and colin together is the fact that that's that's something we want to change man i i want people to actually see me for once as not just some fucking you know Somebody just out here doing it because that's just what they want to do. They want to make money, you know. They just want to get paid. That's that. That's not why we're out here. And I want to change my reputation, you know. I want people to actually be like, "Hey, that's actually a good dude, man." Like I see him with his fans. I see the way he treats his fans. I see the way he speaks to his fans. He actually cares about what he's doing. And that's what that, that's literally what I'm trying to do right now is focus on myself and focus on having people see me in in a better light, man. That that's what's important to me right now. Is doing this yeah. and, and doing it correctly, dude. And like you said, if I, I want to take the chance, and of course, I mean, obviously, there's tons of people out there that you know I've done dirty, and you know that 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 don't really even you know I don't really deserve that respect. But you know what? If they're willing to give it to me, and they're willing to come up and talk to me and see that I'm not that same dude that was loaded on pills, or not the same dude that was loaded on heroin, not the same dude that was like hammered all the time. They want to come up to me and speak to me. They can see that I'm an actual decent human being man like i'm i'm here yeah well i think it's hard for some people to give you know second chance after second chance of course Um, but at the same time i mean yeah i mean you know you need to have some willingness to to apologize to people too and it seems like that's something that you're you know you know you're able to put your ego aside and be like hey i was an asshole all Um, i'm asking is is that you come up and talk to me man you know you want to make a judgment about me i'm i'm 100 okay with it all i ask is that you just just come up and speak to me first you know what i'm saying like at least talk to me if you want to hate me you know yeah man yeah well that's the thing i guess people have very long memories and uh reputation is hard to change and i i really hope johnny that that uh you can stay clean um you know you can continue with this band and you know make some amazing music and um also i hope you have a good time with with dance gavin dance in europe i mean that's going to be be a good time Yes, sir, man. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a good vacation over there, man. Is it hard to be around um, some of those guys? Because I mean, let's be honest, Dance Gavin Dance is a party band. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's no question. Is that? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Of course, they go hard. Um, you taking? Are you like taking said, some I, steps to uh, to make sure you're going to be able to do that that tour clean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, me and Will have had a, a really strong, um, you know, relationship this entire time, and and he kind of knows where I'm at right now, and knows like. Um, you know, what I'm trying to do. So I think he, uh, you know, he's prepared to kind of sit there and not exactly babysit me, but he's definitely going to be there and be like, Hey, you know, you know, you know, you're making the right decisions. Are you feeling all right? You know, are you doing what's good? Um, and then, you know, I, I have confidence in myself, man. Uh, you know, I, we, we just did Europe, me and Colin just did Europe with slaves and everything went 100% fine. There was no hiccups, no relapses, no anything. So, I have confidence in myself to know that even with these dudes and, you know, them hanging out, they're adults. They can do what they want. Yeah. Um, I don't, and you know, yeah, they, they want to party. That's completely okay with me, but I'd rather stay focused, stay focused on what I'm doing and just moving forward right now, man. Always forward. That's good, man. Well, Hey, 
Uh, dude, thank you so much uh, for for taking the time today, and and I hope you have a you're playing tonight in Providence, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I hope you have a great show. All right, man. Thank you for the time, dude, and good luck with you know all your tours coming up and everything else, man. Thanks, Johnny. Hope to see you around. Yep, no problem. All right, man. Bye. See you. So there it is, my conversation with Johnny. I really did try to keep the conversation positive and uplifting. Um, you know, we talked about Johnny a lot on this podcast and in previous episodes, and. Johnny reached out and said, I want to be on the show, but I want it to be positive. So <laughs> we tried. We talked about a lot of things. And I really hope that this month of sobriety that Johnny has going right now continues. I mean, obviously, a month of sobriety in terms of the grand scheme of a 10-year career isn't a lot. I'm sure Johnny recognized that. So I wish him the best, you know, moving forward there. And, you know, he's wronged a lot of people. And I, I try to give him an opportunity to, to apologize. And I think he... You know, I think he's understanding of that, and I think maybe he's just not there yet. But if you're in Europe, definitely go out and see Dance Gavin Dance. They're a great band. Their new record is awesome. They're killing it right now. And it'll be really cool to see them in Europe with Johnny and Kurt Travis over there doing some old songs. So hopefully, if you're in Europe, you get a chance to do that. And lastly, before you go, thank you so much for listening to this. This is episode number 50. I've been doing this for just about a year now, and when I started, I didn't know the support was going to be like this. I didn't know people were going to be so excited, um, and I didn't know I would be having so much fun doing it. So please, if this is your first time listening to the show, go find the subscribe button, hit subscribe, write a review on iTunes. I mean, 50 is just the beginning, you know? Before I know it, it'll be up to 100 and 200 and more, and we're just getting started here, so I'm really, really excited. So thank you again, everybody, for listening to my podcast. I'm going to leave you with a song, as always, a classic Dance Gavin Dance jam from their first record, Downtown Battle Mountain. Here's Lemon Meringue Tea on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love.